Hey guys, this is Jay with the Section 109 podcast. This episode contains some mild adult themes and some adult language. If you're riding around in the car with some small children and don't want to have to explain things, or you need to wait until your parents aren't around so that you can listen in peace, we understand. Consider this your friendly parental advisory announcement. Whoa, 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 whoa. Steroids. Because like They're beef, called- bro, like do you even hamburgers? <laughs> I'm just saying, I was telling you guys my lo- my, my logic behind not working out with music. So. It's it's so good. Yeah, it's, keep arguing. Because everyone's so long to be like, duh, I listen to music, I'm not a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> now you know. Caleb Cole. Welcome into episode three of the Section 109 podcast. I'm your host and producer, Jay Buchanan. Today, I'm with uh, my lovely co-host, that is normal, who is Andrew Breezy, but I have a, I have a special guest, but I'm going to let both of them introduce themselves. First, Andrew, then our special guest. What up? It's your boy, Breezy. <laughs> uh, you can find me at Andrew Breezy on Twitter, and we're here with our special co-host, guest co-host, Smitty's in the house. Smitty. Smitty, where can you be found on the Twitter sphere? Um, at a Smitty knows. That's awesome. So um, Matt has a crazy job and he's in Nashville right now at a concert, but I do believe we're going to squeeze a phone interview in with Matt. I believe he's going to check in for the uh, That's So NPSL segment, that segment in which we go over the wild happenings in American soccer. It's so good. It's fantastic. And I heard that our... Uh, Co-host, guest co-host Smitty has actually prepared the That's So MPSL segment. Really? Matt's not the only person that knows things. (laughs) I'm proud of you. Not that I wasn't beforehand. So Jay, what else are we doing? Um, So we have an incredible interview. Um, Maybe as good as the last one, but maybe. That's big talk. I know. I know. But uh, we have Cameron Woodfin and Caleb Cole on the podcast. The skills that kill. The skills that kill, the blonde hair and the man bun. Like, I'm feeling it. Let's do this. Let's do it. The That's So in PSL segment. Sometimes it's That's So GCPL. Today, I don't know what it's going to be, and that's why I'm going to hand it off to Breezy. Who knows? So, first of all, we have regular co-host Matthew Coniglio on the telephone. Say hello, Matt. Hello, Matt. Oh, I thought you wanted me to say to pull out everybody. I, I, I guess I deserved that. Um, and yes, he is 60. So we have, we have Smitty here, co-host, a guest co-host, to tell us uh, exactly what we're going. But just a reminder for everyone, the That's So NPSL segment examines things that are crazy about lower division soccer. Usually it's, oh my God, that is so NPSL. Sometimes it's the Gulf Coast Premier League. Sometimes it's whatever. So Smitty, what are we looking at today? So today we're changing our attention to Dick Sporting Good Park in Colorado. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Dick Sporting Good Park. Who? That sounds like a first division team. Oh, let me tell you. That's that's MLS, the that's Colorado so Rapids, in right? PSL has no bounds. Okay, go on. I'm listening. So, a lot of people were really upset this weekend because 
the Colorado Rapids were playing. And, you know, as MLS does, you got to do things to get people to come to your games. The soccer isn't enough. So they had a fireworks show that was canceled. Why would they cancel a fireworks show? Prairie dogs <laughs> that are infected. Like the rat race reference of prairie no, dog in no, it? No, so we're, <laughs> we're, we're about to play Matt. It's going to sound like a game of Mad Libs. Prairie dogs that are infected with the bubonic plague. I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> so, and the story gets better too. So, you, you said the bubonic plague just to, before we go on. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know how this gets better. Like, we've got plague, I had to, we've got I, rapids, like, we're good. I had to Google cool. what the bubonic, <laughs> bubonic plague was. but Have you never taken a history class? Yeah, so I have, but it happened in like the 20s. So I, okay. I don't remember back then. Some of far. us were there. But was, <laughs> <laughs> the 20s? Did you the 20s? He said the 20s. Is he wrong, Matt? Well, yeah. So I've, I've slept by a, a, I've slept a by, lot by since a few then. Hundred, you know, years. There was still probably the, some bubonic plague around. He meant 20s, maybe though. the 1620s or something. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. Don't be rude, Matthew. Anyway, continue. Andrew. So they had to cancel the fireworks show, so there wouldn't be they wouldn't upset the wildlife that is going through their bubonic plague. The wildlife that has the bubonic plague. Yes, the groundhogs. Now, do you want to know why the groundhogs? having the bubonic plague obviously yes i'm actually not so sure but go ahead fleas that are infested with the bubonic plague this is so good i am so confused so the club had to issue a statement stating that they would not be holding the fireworks show as normal but the game would continue on as normal but their dirt parking lots would be off limits until further notice. Did they neglect to mention, or did they mention up front that there was a bubonic plague outbreak? Oh, they did. They did. They used those words. But they had to close their professional team. Dirt parking lot. Dirt parking lots. That's so NPSL. Oh, my God. stole the words out of my mouth. (laughs) I feel like I'm going to a Georgia Revs match all over again. I mean, <laughs> Conyers apparently has nothing on uh, Colorado. Yeah. It's a Commerce City. That's where they are. And to close it out, they yeah. said, please do not pet any prairie dogs. Oh, that could be taken so many ways. Yeah. Well, that's when PSL segment never uh, never ceases to amaze me. But um, Matt, uh, Smitty did say the 20s. So it's actually from 1347 to 1352, 25 million people died from the bubonic plague. This is no laughing matter, Matthew. I wasn't laughing. Somebody got the decade or the, the year, the century wrong. Even. <laughs> by off a factor by like, of like a few oh. centuries. I, I love how outraged he is all the way from wherever he's doing his work. That's because he remembers these things. It's because he was alive at the time. Well, uh, <clears throat> let's, uh, let's end that segment off by taking a trip to Denver. All right, let's book our tickets. All right, let's see you there. Get some prairie dogs. Okay, good, but also we wouldn't be near the bubonic plague because Columbus City isn't anywhere near Denver. Mm. Yeah, good point. I don't care about the MLS, so I wouldn't know. (laughs) I love how you call it.
I'm pretty sure calling it the MLS is still MLS, the MLS point or 1.0 or whatever, whatever their terminology is for it. I believe it is called the MLS and the is required. An article, a definite article is required in front of MLS at all times. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess. All right. Well, let's end that subject because it is getting way off topic. Anyways, let's dive <laughs> into the next one. So I'm really excited about this interview, and uh, let's just get into it. Let's do it. All right. So Jay with Breezy and Smitty, and uh, we have two incredible guests. I'm going to let Smitty take this over, and uh, and let's just get started. Yeah, so sitting to our right, we have Cameron Woodfin and Caleb Cole. And together, your name is? Caleb. Oh, Caleb Woodfin, I think. Isn't that what they said? And uh, Atlanta, or, Atlanta or Cameron soccer, Cole, the Atlanta soccer game. They just Something called us like Caleb that. Woodfin, and then they said, "I mean, uh, sorry, scratch that, Caleb Woodfin." Oh wait, hold on, and they just kept like Cole over and over. Cameron again. Woodfin, or Caleb. Cam- you said my name right. Yeah, <laughs> you can't even do it wrong. Okay, so it's actually a thing on the team here that I get called Cam all the time, and and it's because they want him they, to be. They me. wish I was Cam. I wish I was Cam too, but yeah. And he doesn't get offended when they call him Cam, but I get really offended when they call me <laughs> yeah. Caleb, though. Well, Caleb's a secure guy. <laughs> He's a really secure guy, aren't you, man? We also found out that he doesn't listen to music while he works out because music's for the week. That's ridiculous. You know what else a psychopath will do? Like Caleb, not listen to music <laughs> while they work out. Keep the windows rolled down on the interstate. You know who does that, by the way? Do we have any guesses? Any guesses? Who keeps the windows rolled down on the interstate? People with no air conditioning. Well, yeah, also Caleb, who has air conditioning. He just chooses to because that's what People who enjoy summer in Chattanooga. <laughs> air conditioning's for the week. <laughs> I, I, yeah, what can I say? <laughs> hey, man, you do you. Don't let, don't let Cam keep you down. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's get started with some bio and some backstory. So, <clears throat> excuse me, we will start with Cam here. And Cam, let's talk about uh, maybe your soccer journey growing up. So take us back to when Cam was a little guy, maybe when you started playing soccer, and kind of take us from there uh, through whatever, wherever you played up into college. Sweet. Okay. Um, yeah, so I grew up in Mount Juliet, and we had um, – uh, like a probably like five soccer fields in this little area and um it was kind of down in this little ditch and uh my dad just put me in rec soccer um till I was going to be old enough to play football because obviously I'm built for football and how how tall are you uh <coughs> uh 59 and I how much do you weigh 153 as of this morning thank you very much built so for football I'm on my way to being a linebacker um, <laughs> so by the way, the, uh, the non-Americans who were sitting in your chair earlier were the American football players. We found out that both Juan and Felipe played American football, <laughs> which blew my mind. I never stepped on a football field. Neither have I. play soccer. <laughs> so. So anyway, sorry, continue, Mr. <laughs> football player. So that's how I kind of got started. And then, uh, we just kind of fell in love with it and just kind of kept going with it. And then I ended up playing travel and uh, had to drive about 45 minutes to the closest 
competitive travel club. What, cl- what club did you play for? Tennessee United nice. was the first one. Yeah. Then went to Brentwood. And then now, now it's all merged under TSC. Right? Yeah, one year for the first year there, and then uh, went to Murfreesboro, <laughs> and that kind of brings you up to. I played high school too. Um, we had cows come to our games, which was pretty cool. I'm yeah. sorry, what? We had cows come. It used to be a cow pasture. What our like, what our high school was built on. So our soccer field was literally fenced. There was like chain link fence, and then just cows kind of like roaming around. It was pretty cool to have cows come to your game. Did they have any good chance? Um, one time they had sex during one of our games, so that was a pretty good chant, I think. Did anyone besides the cow score? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well maybe, <laughs> yeah, well, maybe just the cow that night. <laughs> Boo this man. <laughs> yeah, I deserve that. Um I understand you were a pretty prolific player in high school. Yeah, um, goal yeah. scorer, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I did a did a bunch of bunch of goal scoring. Um, I kind of started scoring goals my junior year. I had twenty one goals, and then my senior year I had thirty six. How does that rank against most other like forwards in Tennessee? Uh, I think I had the most goals my senior year in the state. And wow. I don't think the country, though, I think there was somebody with, like, 50-something goals or something like that. I mean, somebody in Idaho playing against some scrubs. <laughs> yeah, some football player in Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then you graduated from high school, and then where did you go? Uh, I went to East Tennessee State University, which is in Johnson City, Tennessee. And that was on a scholarship to play soccer? Yeah, a pretty small one, but, yeah, I got to, I mean, <laughs> I got to go and play soccer, so I wasn't really complaining. And, I had decent academics, so nice. And then, how did how did you end up at CFC? I know you played at uh, some other places before CFC, but how did that kind of work? So, after I played for Memphis City, obviously Matt Williams was the head coach for a little bit. Um, the following following that summer, I had a really good year. Uh, my junior year in college, um, I led the nation in assists, and um, and so I got this cool little plaque thing for the NCAA and everything and we went we got an at-large bid and so it was a really good year for the program as well and then you beat uh, the number one team in the nation yeah that year year, yeah I got the assist that game so um but yeah we beat UNC at UNC and so that was really really cool memorable moment um nice yeah (laughs) and then uh basically kind of touch base with Matt um whenever he was kind of keeping track of me and like said yeah and then he told me where he was going to be and then um I got back in touch with him and then ended up I remember being uh working at um I worked at a gym as well for like a work study thing and I remember getting a call from Bill and I was like who is this random ass number and then I answered and it was Bill and so it was all yeah it was cool and then talked to him about coming to play for CFC so you were on the you were on the Memphis team that uh we be in the 2016 playoffs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were you on the field? I was injured, actually. Sure, uh, sure. Yeah. Hey, Kale, in, Kale played in, for CFC then. Yeah, I was in a little play. Blue. Play is a strong word. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say. Were you on the field? <laughs> I certainly didn't score that game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how far we've come, Caleb. <laughs> okay, so we we've got uh we've got your story leading up to CFC. Uh, how about you, Caleb? Start uh start from when you were little. 
Yeah. Um, so I, I was, I guess everyone sort of knows the story now. I was a, I was a ball boy for CFC. So, um, yeah, it's, um, become kind of a a headline. I get the label all the time. He's one of our own. (laughs) Yeah. Um, homegrown for sure. Um, but no, yeah, I, I mean, I, my, my earliest memory of CFC was just on the sideline, um, just tossing the balls to the players and, um, just hanging out with some friends and really enjoyed the the game and the atmosphere and gave you a um, lot of experience for that 2016 season. Huh? Yeah, yeah, it actually really paid off. I mean, I I mean <laughs> there were a couple of seasons there where I was like, you know what, this is great. I'm on this back on the sidelines. I'm really just uh, hanging out as a ball boy again. So it was it was a good experience and um, foreshadowing. So, but in reality, you did work really hard and your work rate is incredible. So so many people seeing <laughs> you on the field is awesome. Also, what was your first season at, at CFC? Like uh, even uh, if you weren't playing, um, that you. Right here in the summer. So it was the it was the summer that they went to the national final and they had the New York Cosmos come here. So you were here so, in 2015. So I was oh yeah yeah 2015. Um, and I wasn't actually there for that game because I'd gone back home. But you were, um, but you were I kind was, of on the practice I was squad. There, I was yeah I was there the whole summer. Trained trained hard and um, it was a great group uh, to play with. But um, yeah, I didn't didn't see any of the field that year. Okay, cool. And Cam, what was your first? Uh, your first season here, you said twenty seventeen. Was it twenty seventeen? Yeah, twenty seventeen. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, keep going, Caleb. Sorry, you were, so you were a kid. Yeah. Ball boy, a couple and, times. Um, my family actually moved when I was twelve to Pennsylvania, and so I played club soccer in Pennsylvania, um, and high school soccer for two years, um, which was a lot of fun. We ended up winning a state title. Um, uh, super fun, and played for a good academy um, in Pennsylvania, and then. Uh, went to a Division three school in uh, Massachusetts called Gordon College and um, had a really awesome head coach there who um, actually got in touch with Bill and said, hey, like, um, you should take this guy seriously. Um, I know he's playing D3 soccer, but um, his, his rec- recommendation to Bill opened the door to come and at least train for the first couple of seasons with, uh, with CFC. And you were an All-American a few times, yeah? I... I'm yeah. I'm pretty proud of it. I was a f- the first uh, three-time All-American at Gordon. Well and, done. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was had a few good years there, and uh, it was a lot of fun and really good uh, good group of guys to play with, and uh, a great coach as well. How humble he manages his uh, his teammates and his coach. <laughs> yeah, and so you you ended up at CFC for a couple of years, and then uh, played a little bit, little by little. I remember. I think it was 2016 when we played Tigris. Yeah, Tigris. Yeah, that was kind of your first. I want to say your first start. Yeah, or? I think I think that was my first start. I got some minutes that game, and um, I think we en- we ended up like losing. We tied one one. We tied yeah. one one. It Remember felt like a loss. They, I think they scored late in the they, game. They, they scored like the ninety yeah. the ninetieth minute. Yeah, yeah, but shout out to Snoopy Davidson. That goal was awesome. The ball yeah, came in from yeah. across. He used his chest, put it down, and volleyed it in. That yeah. was awesome. He just he was a, a man among boys on that <laughs> on that field that particular day. Yeah, we, we might have been playing fifteen year olds for half that game. <laughs> but no we didn't have any like starters playing at the yeah. same time. No, it's like, if, yeah, it was it's true. And and it was a chance for our, our squad players, guys that had yeah. been really sacrificing like yourself all year and that hadn't you know, I think you that year had played like maybe twenty minutes total before that. Like a couple maybe. like five yeah, minute cameos maybe. or three minute if, cameos. If that, yeah. That. So that was a crazy season. Mm-hmm. Um so we'll just keep going with you, Caleb. Uh, do you talk trash on the field? Uh, you know, I used to. 
I, I've really cleaned it up a lot since I was in college. I, I really don't talk trash anymore. I, um, I try to keep it pretty clean. Um, but, uh, yeah, through, through college, yeah, I, I would, uh, I would try and get in the heads of, of my opponents a little bit. Um, but now, now I try and, I try and keep my mind on the game. <laughs> what kind of things would you say? Oh, you um, lint liquor. <laughs> I ate more spinach than you. Oh man, I I think I think I would like, you know, music if music listener. Yeah, you, <laughs> you music. I bet you listen to music when you you're work so, out. Your you your lack of mental toughness listener. right now is just. You look like you listen to music at the gym. Why do we warm up with music? This is insane. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think I would I would just do basic stuff like make fun of when they would like kick the ball out of bounds. I'd be like, "Wow, great play, man! Like that was sick." And um, yeah, just like it just. I'm I'm beginning to think you're Canadian. Oh yeah, it was it was <laughs> bad. I mean, so it was it was um, it was a pretty small uh, Christian school that I went to. So we uh, gotcha. we tried to keep it pretty clean. I feel you. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was my, my trash. That's probably why I actually stopped. It was like yeah, it was just just too bad i was like embarrassed whenever i trash try to trash talk and uh yeah how about you cam <laughs> are you a uh, are you a trash i feel like you're a trash talker <laughs> oh, yeah. i have been my whole life <laughs> i actually in the Asheville game you guys probably didn't see it i was trash talking the right back or yeah they're right back the slow one. Oh my god he's so fucking bad because we, we already talked about him last game number, number two right is that the guy you torched for the cutback to the, the guy you dumped? No, no, it was it well, was the right back in the second half. I actually was talking shit to him as soon as he got in the game. He ended up spitting on me. Yeah, it was pretty you cool. Him, you got him so mad he spit on you. Yeah, he spat on me. That was pretty crazy. <laughs> Who gets? I have never been so mad that I spit on someone. Right. If that's how I get you back. Have you ever had Cam trash talking you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I feel like I would just leave the field before I spit on him. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but you, uh, let, let's relive a goal real quick. We we talked to Juan and Felipe about this because they were the other parts of that goal. Mm-hmm. So that goal that you cut back and that Felipe stepped over and that mm-hmm. Juan hit in. Uh, first of all, tell me about that right back because apparently he's slow. Yeah, he's pretty slow. Also, he was, and I think he was trying to compensate for it because for the first part of that game, he was, he was really, he was trying to step out to me like really quickly while the ball was traveling. And so I kind of knew that and I saw him coming over my left shoulder. And so I just dummied it through my legs and beautiful. Uh, yeah. And so he was they there. also said he was talking mad shit. Like, oh, not to me, I guess. Because he just would not, they said he just would not shut up. So they were really like Juan and Felipe were extra happy that that's the guy that you torched. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Yeah. He wasn't talking to me. So oh, poor guy. I wish he was. That would have been fun. Have I'm not. I don't feel sorry for him. He plays for Asheville. <laughs> That's true. Says so the other guy, uh, number two. Look up his name, everybody, and go follow him on Instagram if you can find him. And then just spit on him whenever you see him <laughs> next. Please and thank you. <laughs> Rather not. <laughs> so, uh, what was it like to play against Bettis? Cam, we'll start with you. That was really cool. I mean, I didn't play a bunch that game, but I mean, I mean, it was cool to kind of just be on the field with these guys who some of them are seasoned pros and other are others were young talents that were just kind of coming onto the scene. And so, you know, it was cool to see, you know, if uh, if some of them didn't really bring the class that we kind of know that they could. But it was cool to see those that, you know, that had the class and they showed it. You know, And so that was really cool to see. Same kind of question for Comunicaciones and Municipal. 
what were those games like? Yeah, I th- I thought that we could have won both of those games. I mean, some of the players were really, really talented. But, um, yeah, I really felt, you know, coming off of Comunicaciones, um, 2-0 wasn't necessarily the scoreline that I would have liked to see. And then um, with Municipal, I think that... Um, I think that they didn't deserve a tie. I really think that we could have finished a few more opportunities and put them away. Yeah. How about you, Caleb? What were those three games like? Um, <clears throat> Communications was I was I was basically still like on trial, basically, um, and so it was kind of an important game um, for me. And I I actually don't remember a lot of it, but I remember that they moved the ball. Um, really well. And I think I got megged really bad that game. I mean, you did. They, yeah, you did. it was, I, I, I don't even, it was such, I think I tried to block it out of my memory. That's why I was like, I got megged. You've had it but, professionally um, removed from your memory. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, uh, that was, that was a rough one. Um, but I mean, it, yeah, I thought they were very, they were a very good side and, and for kind of that, where we were at, um, kind of on our preseason form, they were just, um, yeah, too much, too much to handle. So I, I thought they were quality and, um, and then, yeah, Real Betis, I <laughs> showed up and my name was on the board um, as a right back in, in a five. And so I was I was like, you know, well, Did I, you I think I knew I knew I knew the day before, actually. I but it was still kind of like up in the air. And then I showed up and, and it was it was there on the board and writing and confirmed. So I was like, all right, here we go. Um, but I, I, I think it was. Um, fortunate that it was very hot. They they kind of were a little bit slow that first half, and yeah. um, I think it was I was playing against Christian Teo, and he just didn't really want to be there. I think uh, from what from from what his body body language suggested, but there were a couple moments um, where I, yeah, I, I was trying to move and and kind of cover with my back line, but I, every time I went out to him, I I kind of showed him some respect because I knew that if he wanted to go. And run, make a run down the line that I was just not going to be able to keep up. So um, I, I was kind of a fake pressure when I would go out. Whenever I would go to run, I'd run out, get low, but I'd give him enough space that, like, I think if I he pushes it by, I could keep up. And which wasn't true because he still did it. He still burned me down the line. Um, but um, yeah, think, it was it was a really fun experience. I think to, you also slide tackled Joaquin at one point. I did. Yeah, there were a couple moments where like I I made some made some tackles that I don't normally get to do, but I was like I'm a right back. I should I should probably go go in and like, you know, go after the tackle here. So your inner your inner monologue is music is for pansies and uh, I'm a right back. <laughs> I'm a right back now. So, yeah, I uh, I remember cleating um, one of the center mids who I'd watched just destroy Real Madrid. I remember slide tackling when missing the ball and like just destroying his ankle felt pretty bad for that one but um i, f- I forget who it is now but Luke, uh heavy um, right heavy garcia i i don't i think it might have been joaquin it may have been just, Joaqu- just by how he I got up I, and looked at you yeah i think there was another one that i did on um joaquin that yeah was also yeah a little bit questionable but um i didn't think it was a foul by the way yeah i don't they think i whistled got, it i don't think i got called for uh i don't know i don't know Maybe if they whistled it or not but it was not a foul in my opinion yeah I don't, yeah it was a, I mean, it was a great game. They scored some, some unbelievable goals and, um, but I, I still thought from our, our end of things that, and, and personally that it was a, it was a good game. I mean, having very little experience playing right back, I was, I was excited and, and, uh, and happy with, uh, the way it went. So if you got, how about playing right back in a, 
in a four man? How would you feel about that? Oh, I, I think if I were the opposing coach, I would put my fastest player and just say, go after, go after this, this right back. He's, he's, uh, he has no idea what he's doing and, uh, obviously listens to a lot of music when he's at the gym. So, <laughs> uh, because he cannot run for, for shit. So beautiful. Uh, Caleb, what's the best atmosphere you've played in front of? And it's fine to say mm-hmm. if CFC is not it, then say something else. No, CFC for sure is, is, uh, yeah, the best atmosphere I've ever played in. I'm, I'm trying to think. Uh, there have been there have been some good games. I think um, one that stands out was my first goal for CFC. I think that game was pretty important. I think we had a few, we had a pretty we had probably four thousand five thousand that game and um, Atlanta, right? And Atlanta, yeah. yeah and pipe I had that. That uh that passed to you it was like off yeah, the volley yeah I played a great ball through and then I volleyed it in and I just I remember like kind of for a second it was just unreal to see the ball hit the back of the net and just the crowd was like kind of roared and I was like oh my gosh like it's real side note I was sitting um, behind your parents yeah and my and yeah. on the video yeah my mom is is screaming and yeah what a what an awesome moment I think the cameraman turned and caught her just like yeah it was great to have my parents there for for that one as well but um. Now the the next one that comes to mind would be like the uh, the game against Nashville. There we had a good crowd on a Friday night, and um, um, I made that pass to Gabby who overlapped. We had we had ten men, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Gabby just I mean got to the end line and and yeah. whipped in a great ball, and and Alan just headed that ball into the back of the net, and I just remember just like turning to the crowd because I was too tired to run over to celebrate with the rest of the team, and it was just like ah, and it was yeah. Um, at that moment, it was just like the complete opposite of the feeling that we had in the first half, which was kind of like this sinking feeling. We all um, remember that one. And yeah, I mean, it was, it was a real, just kind of gut wrench. Um, but yeah, uh, that was, that was the other one that stands out in my That's memory. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. The worst thing that could have, uh, that could have happened for Nashville was to piss off CFC. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One, once they started flopping around and diving and then we got the, they got that red card. It was over. Yeah. They were done. Caleb, how about you? Or excuse me, camps. How there about you? Is. We've heard there it is. <laughs> there it is, right? We, I can't, was that was this. that intentional? I, I like I'm like starting <laughs> yeah. to question what's real and what's not yeah. real now. I know, right? <laughs> Cam, uh, best atmosphere you've played in front of CFC or otherwise? Uh, CFC. I mean, even when I was playing for Memphis, and you were at a you, that was a massive game. Yeah, and so um, I guess you didn't I, play in the playoffs because you I, were hurt. But. No, but I played in the one. Um, the when we played you in regular season, and that was like I remember because my dad uh, lived around here, and so he would go to CFC games, and he would be like, "Yeah, you know, uh, the games are really, really cool. They get a bunch of people, and it's like you know, and I'm a really cool atmosphere." And I was like, "All right, cool, yeah, I'm sure, yeah, whatever." <laughs> and whatever, then, Dad, yeah, <laughs> Dale, and then, <laughs> and then, uh, so yeah, I got there and. Um, game started and everything and it was kind of surreal it was really cool and it was uh you know just cool to be in finley and i mean that was the first time i saw you guys really you know um so yeah that was cool and i i sat next to dale uh during the chivas game yeah you you came in i don't know if that was that was your first game ever that was my first game dude and he was he was he was on one it was awesome i'm sure he was was, and then we won two zero jay do you make it a habit do you make it a habit of sitting behind people's parents (laughs) yes Oh my gosh! Especially when they're they're about to do big things. Are you, you like the what? player whisperer? I'm just attracted to greatness. So it's like, oh, it's his first Hence, game. I'm gonna go the... find his parents. 
It's not creepy at all. How did you find him, by the way, Jay? If you could just shed some light on that. Um, I it wasn't in an intentional. The moment you stepped onto the field, everybody knew he was your dad. Ah, there it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay, <laughs> you were actually sitting across the stadium. Everybody was sitting behind your dad. <laughs> yeah, he was just doing laps. <laughs> Asking Galen if he can use the, the megaphone. <laughs> no, he didn't ask. He just took it. <laughs> Not surprised. So uh, Smitty's got a couple group questions for you, uh, or questions about you guys. Are you guys roommates, by the way? Are you are you sweet mates? No, we wish though, right, Caleb? No, I don't wish that actually. God, yeah. um, <laughs> we practiced that. We I'm, knew they were I'm loyal to that. Ruben, so. Yeah. So wait, who's who's your roommate, Cam? Phil, Phil. <laughs> so you got Phil, so you don't see Phil at all. And then Caleb has Ruben? I have Ruben, yeah. All right. Well, you guys should switch. <laughs> the, the bromance can't be complete unless, you, you know, you live in the same we, little apartment. We, I mean, we eat breakfast every morning together. Yeah, so. and I'm I'm not ready for that yet. So. Yeah, we're taking it slow, you know? I mean, we've Baby only steps. been together, what, <laughs> since like April, technically? Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. About so. that long, yeah. Okay, that's... New, new, new bromance. I get it. Yeah, new I think romance. it's even it's a new romance. that they don't live together, but they still eat breakfast together. Yeah, it's, it's way more work that way. Right. It's true. So you guys are still around each other plenty. Yeah. So yeah. Are, are both of you clean guys? Like our rooms and apartments? Yeah, I, for the most part. Uh, I don't know about you so much. Hygiene. I don't know about you so much, man. <laughs> what what you know you know what I want to say right I'm now, the, but I'm I don't want to hang you out to dry. What do you what do you want to say? Do you want me to say it? No, I don't know what you're going to say. Exactly. I, I, I really I don't want exactly. you to say it. <laughs> Does it involve how many vegetables he eats? <laughs> Maybe. I'm confused. Uh, I'm just kind of confused right now. What I don't know you, why you're confused because it's not a normal thing. I I all right. You want me to say it? You want me to do this? No, I don't because I don't know what you're about to say. When we go to creeks and we set our things down at places, what is the first thing that you do? Oh. Yeah, don't. Oh, oh, this is normal. Okay. Everyone pees in the woods. So, like. But he pees on the rocks. Like, he, we set our shit down on a rock and his ass walks up to the rock Cam, right above it and starts pissing like it should be a waterfall see, I thought, coming down I thought Cam, my I thought Cam, Cam was kind of outdoorsy. And so I was like, I was like, oh, I'm just going to go pee and, like. I'm like still pretty close. I mean, I'm like, bro, everybody's looking close. at you. No, for some reason, he takes his pants all the way off when he pees too. So that we're is, all, <laughs> we're, we're all looking at his bare ass, like while we're trying to tan, and he's just peeing in the woods. Is all he's doing? No, that's not all you're doing, man. Okay, first of all, you gotta get you gotta get some some sun on areas that don't usually see the sun. So. I mean, I yeah, I won't deny it. You know, sometimes you know you just gotta take them all the way down. Um, so when you go into a public restroom, <laughs> oh my God. this is important. Do you also full yeah. pants I just, down? I just kind of want to correct the record. I don't actually <laughs> take my pants all the way down. Um, yeah, I think I think yeah, I, I may be a psychopath and not listen to music while I work out, but uh, yeah, I'm not quite there yet. Question for you guys: um, If a bathroom is in the line of sight to your living room. When you go to pee, do you close the door? No. No? Depends who's home. Depends on who's home, yeah, for sure. Don't really? Specify that. Really? Okay. Uh, I mean, if it's, just, if it's just me and Smitty, like, I just pee. Well, no, so, like, let's say that there's but more But if I've got new, comp- dude, right? I've I've got got new company over. 
I'm trying to say that, you know what, like, if I'm talking to you and then you just get up and just go start peeing while we're in the middle of a conversation. Wait, how are you going to continue the conversation if you close the door? Yeah, good. I'm kind of confused. because no, I'm good I, with the pausing of it. I'm, like, like asking him about that. his feelings, and then I just go First and off, pee, and I gotta about keep, hygiene, right? You I got to keep <laughs> listening. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to be considerate and also just when you gotta go, you gotta go. My feelings and then being like, (laughs) all right, I gotta pee. (laughs) Me talking about your feelings making me pee. Oh my God. Uh, The bromance, ladies and gentlemen. This is what the people wanted, by the way. About 85% of the questions were about uh, your bromance. (laughs) Perfect. Smitty, keep going. So, how do you guys see American soccer in general? Like, specifically with CFC. Go ahead, Caleb. And our fight to grow and pro- progress. Yeah, I, I think in in choosing to kind of come and, and join this season, I, I think, well, first of all, I, I had kind of hoped that CFC would eventually make steps to kind of go to the next level um, and that I would be a part of that journey. Um, and so in in coming back to play uh, at CFC this year, I kind of knew what was going on, but I think it wasn't really fully formed exactly what the battle was and and how it was going to play out yet um, and and what it looked like. Um, So I think watching kind of what's going on with um, the lower divisions um, in in the U.S. is is really interesting. And um, I, it's tough. I think, this is one of the best times in kind of the history of U.S. soccer, not as the organization, but just like U.S. soccer as um, as a sport. To I mean, it's very competitive right now to try and be playing at a professional level um, or even a semi-professional level um, uh, in the U.S. So I think there's a lot of good players right now, and to be playing at all and kind of getting paid for it and playing more than just the summer is um, is is something that uh, you should be proud of, and um, so I I don't know I think it's it's special to be playing for CFC, and um, I think they're they're doing um, some really amazing work right now, trying to um, push it to the next level. So thinking about the the change to professional that we've had, what has been the ch- biggest change from last year to this year? Um. I think that, you know, like the we've brought in people with a little more experience too. Like we have like some varying experience levels and uh you know, and I think that we everybody here has that sort of same drive now that, you know, we want to be taken seriously on more than just this like, you know, conference level and things like that. And so when we come to training, especially this week, I think, you know, today we um Today we had a really intense session, and I think that everybody is just ready to be taken seriously on the national level. And we know that we can do that if we just take a game to Cosmos. I mean, they're coming off of a loss just like we are to the same team we did, you know. And I I think I'm really excited about this group of guys because we all know what it takes to win. And I think we're sold and we're ready. And, you know, in some, like, my first year here and then last year was better, but it wasn't always this sort of sellout to the club, and I think we have that this year. And, yeah, I'm, I really admire that about a lot of the guys. So. Yeah. Um, I think just this year uh, the the team itself um, – 
certainly has a lot of experience and really, really talented players. Um, but the coaching staff, I mean, they their thought process in, in kind of creating this team um, was not to just kind of bring in a bunch of kind of random, really talented players. They wanted to bring in uh, a team and um, uh, some players that were going to uh, play well together. Um, and I think one of the byproducts of that, I think they were they were pretty specific about the players that they brought in, and then also kind of the personalities that came with um, the soccer players that brought they brought in. Because that in in the end, that's the personalities that you have are the are the personalities you have to work with, um, not only for the coaches but for the other players. So um, they were pretty specific about the players that they um, brought in, and they wanted to. Uh, bring in players that were going to be good, good for the team. Um, and I think the byproduct of that for us as players is that off the field, we've seen a lot of um, really awesome just friendships, um, which I've been a part of a lot of teams. And I think that's at, 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 when you get to kind of the higher levels, it can um, uh, it can feel very cutthroat um, and which is which can push the level. But I think um, this team has really found a balance of, of being able to push each other um, and demand a lot uh, when we train and then also off the field um, be able to um, just hang out and um, not just in one or twos but in, in groups and celebrate each other's birthdays um, or, or just, I don't know, on the 4th of July all hang out together. Whatever it is, um, we, we do stuff uh, um, kind of as a family. So I think that that's been really awesome and, and special to see. Yeah, I mean, I think in years past, I don't have like any group pictures of with the, like with the team, and then this year, my phone is full of them, just from yeah. days at the creek to you know birthday parties, like you said, days at a lake. It just what creek do you guys usually go to? Suck Creek. There's a bunch of spots on Suck Creek, yeah. so that's probably usually our mainstay. It's the closest to, to downtown. Yeah, um, yeah. So we usually it's also a very important detail yeah. <laughs> uh, for sure. All right, so uh, what's it like as a player to have league uncertainty? So, you know, CFC as a team um, from last year to this year and then really from this year to next year, uh, we knew we were in the NPSL last year. We weren't sure where we were going to be this year, and we kind of don't know for sure where we're going to be next year. So I know, and I think listeners to this podcast will know what it feels like as a fan, but as a player, how does that feel? I think, I think it is a little unsettling, um, if I'm if I'm completely honest. But um, I think, I, honestly, like I didn't I didn't even think that I was like ever gonna be playing after this last year, and so I think I'm I'm just really thankful that I'm playing now and have <laughs> a competition to be playing uh, not only through the summer but I mean through the fall. Um, and I, I trust kind of the management to, uh, to figure out what's best for the future of the club. Um, so I think, I think it is a little bit uncertain and I kind of, kind of feel, um, I don't know, as, as human beings, we kind of want to have our future secured a little bit. So, and, and of course I want to be playing, um, in the future. So uh, yeah, it would be great to have it figured out, but I mean, I mean, we get to be traveling and playing here at Finley this fall and, and, um, playing some good competition. So. Um, I, I think right now um, I'm just thankful to be playing and to be playing at the level that I am with the guys that I am. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the same is for me. I think that um, I think that you know we it's not like we're just completely uncertain. Like we have some prospects and things that you know we're being told and that you guys have 
heard and all that sort of, you know, is kind of folding and changing the way the club is kind of moving. And so do, do go into more detail about that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and so <laughs> the club is kind of like, you know, moving and, and uh, we just hope that, you know, uh, we end up in a place that fits the club and that makes everybody happy, you know, across the board, not just us as players. I mean, obviously we're a part of the club, but a club is a club because it's bigger than just the players, you know? And so we, you know, like he said, I trust the head office and I trust that they kind of know what they want to do already. And it's just about trying to make it happen. So. Yeah. I love how the, the front office says we'll do for CFC what's best for CFC. Yeah. It's the main entity. I yeah. love that. Cool. So uh, Smitty has some teammate related questions before we get to some listener <laughs> questions. All right. So who is the best dancer on the team? Caleb. <laughs> Why are you laughing, bro? That was such a serious answer. <laughs> Why are you laughing, man? Caleb, hands down. Yeah, those uh, those nights at La Pachanga have uh, certainly taught me taught me many many moves. So, so you can salsa now. Oh, most definitely, yeah. At least, without least. a doubt. Yeah, let's see it, man. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to see me salsa. <laughs> I do, but we oh. actually do. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> So who's the best FIFA player? I don't even play FIFA. <laughs> I don't I don't either. I don't play any video games at all. But you do play video games? I yeah, you I go play, to Coin Up together. True. Yeah. yeah. Coin Up's awesome. That's a good yeah. one. A lot hey, of pin, lot of pinball. <laughs> check out Coin Up. <laughs> who's the best FIFA player on the team? Um I want to say I think they po- they post about it. So I'm going to say like either Lima or Bongo. Phil's my roommate. He'll be mad if I don't Mm. say him. Because he talks Mm. so much trash when it comes to FIFA. So, Phil, got your back, buddy. All right. So, who on the team eats the most? Um, I don't know. Uh, Who's always eating? (laughs) Yeah, Mm. no idea. And kale, kale doesn't count. Kale, Kale's just count. <laughs> Salads don't count. Kale doesn't count, Kale. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that first. I'm going to oh call you Kale for now. <laughs> I'm, I'm making a song about Caleb and Kale. <laughs> Caleb. Caleb. Uh, yeah, I want to I want to say like Bongo. I think Bongo, I think he, like he's. Sure, I let's go with Bongo. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, we'll yeah, go with fair. Bongo. Yeah. By the way, we're going to get to listener questions, like I said, here in a minute. But there's a listener submission for a nickname for Caleb. Kleeb. Close. Celeb. Oh. Celeb. Celebrity? He, apparently, he misread Caleb's name. He said, I thought that said Celeb Cole. <laughs> oh. Well, that's your new name. Both when, for your local celebrity and notoriety and because you need a nickname. <laughs> when um, I call him Kleeb all the time. Growing up, my, my club coach, when I was like, probably eight or nine, he was from Argentina and could he he could speak English, but it was just for, with a very thick accent, and so he never got my name right. And it was always um, Kalib, and um, it, it sounded almost like um, another one. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> DJ Khaled or something like that. It was it was nothing close to to Caleb, but uh, and it, yeah, the B sounded more like a V. So it was like Kalib, and um, yeah, it was that was that was plenty one of, of names. Yeah, I have, I have a lot great. of nicknames. Yeah. You're a man of many nicknames. So who's 
who's the biggest brown nose and sits closest to the coach on the bus? Mm. <laughs> uh, Cam for sure. What? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we're yeah. we're usually in the back playing video games. Yeah, we are. See, I bring my switch on the bus and we'll play video games. Um, let's see. Biggest brown noser. Who are we gonna throw under the bus? Here? Yeah, who are we gonna throw under the bus? Um, I don't know. Everybody kind of just like sits in the back. The only person I ever see talk to the coach, Juan Hernandez. I mean, it could be total like captain business, or he could just be totally, you know, just saying like, like throwing other people under the bus. Yeah, yeah. We don't really know what goes we on. Don't really there. know. Yeah. yeah, they have a curtain and everything. It's crazy. Yeah. Soundproof curtain. <laughs> just a curtain. <laughs> yeah. Like he walks up there and just draws the curtain. It's kind of like the first class on an airplane. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They've got their own lounge up there. <laughs> so, so you guys are the cool kids at the back of the bus. Oh, heck yeah. What, what games are you playing on your Switch? Cuphead. Nice. It's really cool. It's super, it's super pretty, dope arcade. Pretty game. frustrating game. Actually. <laughs> only the, <laughs> only the hipsters know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cam showed me that game and I was like, what the <laughs> fuck are yeah. you playing? I was like, it's like 1920s cartoons, bro. It's and then I was dope. like, all right, we're playing. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. So what's the weirdest thing an opposing player has said to you on the field? Mm. Mm. Oh, I've been told that I was going to get rammed from behind. And I said, I hope you like grabbing hair. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, well like, done. obviously, you know. It's well I, done. <laughs> I bet, what did he have to say back to that? Uh, he didn't, and then I winked at him. <laughs> and then he didn't touch you the rest of the game? No, it was in the Bug Eaters game. It was this year. Yeah. Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> Saying that in a friendly. <laughs> yeah, man. He better be careful what he wishes for. I know, for real. He might go to a creek with Caleb. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> at least he didn't spit on me. It's true. I think so. Considered foreplay. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> All right, Caleb, go ahead, man. <laughs> I I had a player. I, I it actually was kind of like insulting because I I kind of took it to heart. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> like like, and it stuck with me. So I feel like it's probably the the strangest thing. So I had I had a center back in, in college. We had this rival rivalry with. Um, with a team uh, ca- called Roger Williams uh, from Rhode Island, and their center back um, just like hated me, and he goes, like he he called me a narcissist in one of the games, and I was like, oh my god, like that's like actually kind of like I I feel kind of like aff- like attacked. attacked, like you don't even know me personally, but you're calling me a narcissist, <laughs> like what am I doing right now that like it was is worthy of this, like I so that was I mean. Uh, maybe Kale, it was this also podcast isn't all about you, man. I'm sitting <laughs> right here, so <laughs> there's levels to this scratch talking game. And this guy may be on the top. Yeah, <laughs> so that one I was like, maybe I need to re- rethink my life here and uh, go to yeah. I love I love those uh, that trash talking whenever we play at HBC and people are like you know spitting and cussing. I'm like, hey, you're you're it's kind of you're kind of being a jerk, yeah. <laughs> like subtle and soft. They're like, wow, that actually I, I'm a jerk. <laughs> You look like you have bad credit. <laughs> one of, uh, actually, one of me, uh, Caleb, and Jonathan Ricketts, shout out, Jonna, our favorite thing to do is, like, if somebody, <laughs> if, like, we're on the sideline and somebody's, like, just trash, we'll just be like, yo, poop shoes. Hey, man. 
and just call people poop shoes it's all also the if time. If you don't like their sh- actual shoes, yeah. we're kind of like, we're kind of snobby about that. Yeah, and then like if yeah. like one guy was wearing like turfs and they were just the grossest shoes, they were like turf tiempos from the nineties. Was he wearing turfs on like the, on Finley's field? Yeah, and like like from the nineties, and we were just like as he would walk by, like I think all three of us were on the bench, and we're just like, "Hey, poop shoes," <laughs> <laughs> playing like shit. You either have to be unbelievable or you have to be over 40 to be wearing turf shoes. Like It's true. It's just not okay. Those are the only guidelines. That's funny. I obviously don't play, but whenever I do play at Finley, I wear Tiempo turf shoes. (laughs) Oh, Jay. Cam Cam said it, not me. (laughs) Poop shoes. I'll adopt that name. (laughs) To to be fair, though, they are way easier on your knees. So playing, don't, playing don't on him. Yeah, I like being called. <laughs> I, I felt like it's I okay. had you there. <laughs> it's okay, dude. I, I appreciate it. You can see what kind of a good guy Caleb is. He's like, no, no, listen. It's really. I understand why you would do that. You don't want to hurt your forty-year-old knees. Yeah, poop, poop shoes is a good name. <laughs> the bromance balances each other out. <laughs> so we've got some non-soccer questions for you guys. So, what's your favorite restaurant in Chattanooga for a date? Ooh, oh. with each Bo- other, preferably. both with, with both each with each other. other, and if you're seeing other people, correct. Oh man, um, well, if we were seeing other people, you'd have to tell me about that, right? Yeah, so, I would yeah. tell you. I'd okay. definitely tell you. Good. <laughs> well, we're going to up. Jack Brown's after this. Mm, if anybody yeah. wants shout to out Jack Brown's, <laughs> shout out Jack Brown. So they don't have lettuce and tomato, but you know. I'm surprised, burgers. Caleb. They don't have lettuce or tomato. <laughs> what do you What do you get at Jack Brown's? That's true. You get the cowboy. I get I get the shocker. The shocker. Yeah. I I really like spicy food, so yeah. I every time I go, I like almost cry because it is so fucking spicy. I am <laughs> I I like end up just like I oh I got it. I got one. Wait, what's on that? Oh, it's like jalapenos <laughs> and like ever. yeah, just like no, like, thank you. Uh, I don't That's know, so like whatever they put on there to make you like cry. Um, <laughs> so I, yeah, I ended up just like under my sink, just like pouring the sink into like, like just turned on the faucet. It was just like mouth wide open. Just like, I need it. I, I'm, I was like burning yeah, everything like that, every, like, time. every time. Like, and I like, and I go, I keep going back. I'm just like, I, I, yeah. <laughs> Worth I, think, it. I like being close to death. The, the rushes. Uh, (laughs) we went we went for hot chicken the other day and smitty got like medium which is on the hot chicken scale medium Mm -hmm. is like kill you like (laughs) makes me want to die and he's like it's not that hot i think i could do the challenge i think i could eat three pieces (laughs) and get on the wall (laughs) oh how'd that go haven't done it yet so now now caleb Caleb. can join you (laughs) yeah I mean, those fresh jalapenos they put on there, it's not the sauce. It, those jalapenos will... It's the seeds from the will, jalapenos that'll yeah, light seeds, you up. Yeah, the seeds, yeah. And, and Cam, I'm guessing you're the one who throws your bra up on the spinny wheel thing to get a free drink or whatever? Yeah, all the time. Nice. I have a plethora. <laughs> <laughs> That's why there's so many jocks up there. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your favorite spot in Chattanooga to just chill? Hmm, good question. Uh, Cam, do you have a... Bantam and Biddy. Shout out okay. Bantam Biddy. Yeah. Mostly Bantam because we just we go there all the time. Probably once a day. Yeah. So where, where, I mean, where is that place? It's right below where we live. In uh, the mar- market market city. <laughs> great, city. great description of the location. Yeah. So if you guys I know a lot of you, are you, are you know where I live. <laughs> if you're trying to find us, you now know. <laughs> Nobody. All but right. Mean mug. 
Mean Mug, mean mug is which, another which, good one. North Shore yeah. or Southside? Southside. Yeah, uh, they have really good um, chia pudding there. Yeah. Chocolate chia pudding. It's really good. So funny story about the <laughs> chia pudding. <laughs> so they have three different kinds, or they could have more than three, right? But Caleb, for the longest time, and he was the one that actually took me to Mean Mug and was like, hey, you got to get the chia pudding. And it was vanilla chia pudding, right? Fast forward about two weeks, and I was like, yeah, man, they had blueberry chia pudding. And so now I've had three different chia puddings there. And he was like, they only have chocolate chia pudding. And I was like, no, they don't, because I was literally with you, sitting right next to you when we ate vanilla chia pudding. And he said, no, they only have chocolate. Fast forward another week. Hey, man, they have vanilla chia pudding. (laughs) Yeah, I know this, Caleb. (laughs) I was very sure that they only had chocolate chia pudding. But, um, yeah, I think um, on this one, yeah, maybe Cam was right. They, they maybe. Have had, maybe. Had, we don't know for sure. They had a couple other flavors. <laughs> so so what do you guys do in your free time? Get chia pudding at me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently we eat together a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, go to the gym, work out, not listen to music. Um, we'd like to go to the creek. Um, hmm. we tan together. Yeah, we do. We do like to go out and sit in the sun. I'm not gonna say it's like this sort of like sensual experience, but I'm just gonna I'm, leave it there. I'm you're not, not, I'm not, you're not, I'm not gonna say. But it. I'm, not, I'm not also gonna not it. gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> Have we found Caleb's line? Is that we? <laughs> yeah. Listen, it's been very clear watching from the stands that your guys' chemistry has increased <laughs> this season. Oh no! I asked, I asked the coaches. I was talking to Fuller, and he's like, "Man, Cam and Caleb have this connection on the field." He's like, "It's obvious. <laughs> it's obvious that they have this connection on the field." They Off know the field he, too. Why are we limiting it to the field, man? <laughs> he was just pointing out that the bromance carries on to the field. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good. Yeah, I, I'd agree. We yeah. We had an inter squad match. Uh, this past Saturday, yeah. and Caleb and I were on the same team, and five uh, one was the score. Might, might have been, yeah, yeah. So, mm. congrats to all the guys that were, you know, on our team, on and, the winning uh, team. There's a picture floating around. Somewhere. There is a picture. Yeah, yeah. there is. Maybe, huh. yeah, maybe we can like, yeah. Also, <laughs> suck it to all the guys that weren't <laughs> on our team. <laughs> that was a uh, that was an ass whooping for sure. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I felt bad. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we snuck in and watched a part of that scrimmage. <laughs> it was gotta, get, gotta it, get the film from that one. It yeah. was it was really fun. And as somebody that's you know in the stands and the stadium's always loud, it was crazy for there to not be any stadium yeah. noise and just to hear how much you guys communicate and how intense. Even though it was a scrimmage and or practice, that <laughs> it's very intense. Yeah, that's that's how it was. You know, I uh, directed the the tryouts and I remember uh the first day we had the open tryouts and you know there was it wasn't full field but there was still some people talking but the moment you guys got there for the invitational and played 11 v 11 that was the first time like you said Smitty that's the first time I'd ever heard you guys I could hear every single word bouncing off the brick walls and you guys like yelling it's it's a it's a pretty cool setup yeah Yeah. you're a team you know yeah and and you have to be able to the person, you know, 50 yards behind you has to be able to hear you. Yeah. And so. Has to be able to hear you calling out for Kale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guys hear Phil during the game? Yeah. 
That's the first That's a time. Great I'd, question. It's the first time I'd ever heard oh. him when I was at the uh, invite, not the tryouts, the uh, scrimmage the other day. Yeah. And he is loud. Yeah, he is loud. Yeah. I only hear him when I want to. Yeah, it's true. Caleb has this like selective hearing thing. <laughs> it's pretty cool, actually. It's one of my favorite things about him. I like, <laughs> I like quirks that like I like I pick up on quirks that people have, and I love them. And Caleb's is that sometimes you'll be talking to him and he'll just walk away, and it's the funniest shit that ever happens. <laughs> it cracks me up. Usually, people would be offended by that. But he can just walk out of a conversation, and it's great. I love it. <laughs> Only when I'm really tired, though, or, like, cr- kind of cranky or something Don't like limit that. yourself. You can I, do anything you put your mind to. <laughs> so, moving along, is there anything that you've ever wanted to try, but you've never had the time or somebody to help you try it? In Chattanooga, like, specifically. Mm. Hang gliding. Yeah. In Chattanooga, specifically. Off of Lookout, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm terrified of heights. I wouldn't do that. He's lying. Thanks, he loves crazy. heights. Yeah. I don't, why would I lie? <laughs> <laughs> I also love spiders, don't I? <laughs> in so Chattanooga. in this relationship, Caleb kills a spider? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, he has to. <laughs> it's not. I actually don't kill the spiders. I I think they they kill all the other bugs that I don't want. He just picks around. them up and like lets them crawl on his face. No, I'm just, just like, oh my god, I love nature and art. And <laughs> I kind of <laughs> assume that they're around for a purpose. I'm like, they must be killing something in here because they're alive. Like <laughs> something else must be dying. <laughs> How very bare grills of you. <laughs> So what's your favorite non-soccer sport? Hockey. Go Preds. Go yeah, Preds. go Preds. Probably tennis. Tennis, yeah. It's a good one. I like tennis. Who's your favorite player? Oh, um, I'm pretty basic. Probably like Federer. He's pretty awesome to watch. And still doing it, which is insane. Yeah. Insane. It feels it feels like he's been doing it since we were like tiny children. <laughs> is your favorite part about he tennis was. how how fast the ball goes or the grunts when they hit the ball? Uh, mm. I think <laughs> based on that response, the grunts. <laughs> it's the grunts for sure. <laughs> ah, mm. <laughs> <laughs> tennis is a weird sport. My father loves to watch tennis, and I I, I humor him. And I understand it's a it's there's a lot of skill involved, but not my jam. <laughs> we and, watched a decent amount of Wimbledon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I have one of my closest friends wakes up for every Australian Open. Really? He'll like take days off of work or just stay up all night and then like be shit at work the next day. <laughs> and he he's done it for like since I've met since I've known him. So I knew I met him in like 2007. Mm. Every year, just stays up half the Australian Open wow. at least, or maybe most all of it. It's insane. But I guess if you get wrapped up in the narrative, right? <laughs> All right, so let's talk a few listener questions. Um, hair, ter- hair care tips from Cam. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, so shampoo and condition, but not every day, okay? And make sure that what you're getting is dye-free, paraben-free. It's pretty important, natural ingredients in your, in your hair care. And then uh, I don't really brush my hair, though, guys. So just keep that. In the, in the back of your head. All right. For both of you, is a hot dog a sandwich? Wow. I'm going to go with, yeah. Hell yeah, why not? You know, let the hot dog choose what it wants to be. <laughs> if it wants to be a sandwich, let it be a sandwich. You know what I'm saying? That's a tough one. 
but like, it, it's like we, is water wet like i don't know it's really making me rethink life I don't know. caleb caleb heard that for the first time the other day is water from, wet? from some high schoolers <laughs> oh and he gosh. was just captivated by the whole conversation okay so <laughs> let me let me explain <laughs> Go so on. there's there's this ongoing joke. I was I was homeschooled for a large portion of my upbringing. Shout, <laughs> great. Shout, shout out, Smitty was as well, and I was yeah. a good portion as well. Really? No so wait, wait. How how long were you homeschooled? Ah, from when I probably until my sophomore year of high school, and then I went to high school. Smitty. So third grade through high school. Okay. All the way through high school. Yep. And I was homeschooled. Kindergarten, which I know most people don't consider kindergarten, but I was actually in mm. actual homeschool, and then fifth and sixth grade. Okay. And Cam and I aren't antisocial losers. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. Well, well done. done. <laughs> <laughs> hey, someone take control away. <laughs> it's okay. We're we're getting rid of him for Juan after this. Juan was a way better producer. That's true. Anyway. I'm down for that. <laughs> But yeah, I guess I guess somewhere along the way, you know, maybe some of these conversations that um, kids normally have when they're probably like in middle school just kind of slipped by, and uh, yeah, I just I never got to think about you know is water wet, and um, so now I'm also pondering you know is a hot dog a sandwich? So, yep, life is crazy, man. It's, it is. It crazy, is. Yeah, it's a crazy world. <laughs> so many unanswered questions. Um, your future plans in, in kind of a nutshell, Caleb, you can go first. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd, I'd love to play soccer as long as I can, uh, whatever that looks like. Um, and hopefully get paid to do it. <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, I think, um, uh, long-term I'd love to coach, uh, college soccer, um, in California. Um, that you, would, that you, would, you coached some in California. I did. Last yeah. Year. I, um, was an assistant coach for a semester, a semester, and then I was an interim head coach for almost an entire semester, and um, then moved back to be a part of CFC. So I'd love to move back to California at some point. Um, but yeah, shout out to Westmont College in right. Santa Barbara, really awesome. Um, yeah, rocking school. some Westmont uh, uh, yeah, swag right I'm, now. Man. I'm wearing the uh, Westmont shirt right now. I have half my clothes are now their gear. <laughs> That's what happens when you're interim head coach. I, I guess so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, awesome experience, and would love to to go back. So yeah, cool, Kim. Uh yeah, play for a bit, and then um, coach college. Or I want to kind of try my hand at not not by myself, but I'd like to work for like a coffee roastery, and uh, just like do something different. I mean, I've been in like the food industry since I was fifteen, sixteen, and then so. I kind of like know how that sort of business works a little bit. And Mm -hmm. then I'd like to see, like, I love, I fucking love coffee so much. Dude. Awesome. Yeah. So just try that, I guess. Why not? Sure. Why not? I could see you, uh, roasting coffee. You you look like you could live in Portland. (laughs) (laughs) Or Chattanooga. No, I mean, when you're like 65, it's fine. Okay, there it is. <laughs> uh, whose high school team was better? Oh, mine for sure. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you won a state title, we right? Did, Caleb? We didn't have cows banging in our past, like the pasture <laughs> next door, but we yeah. did. We did have. He's been waiting all <laughs> the whole time for yeah, this. Yeah, he's been really waiting. No, we, we, um, I played kind of uh, at a high school that was kind of out there in the, um, 
countryside. So I do know actually, yeah, what it's like to uh, what it sounds like when cows bang. No, not not exactly. Yeah, but uh, that's now now that's then. now that's what I'm thinking about. So I I'm <laughs> wondering now what that sound is like, and I I'm, yeah. <laughs> you I'm wish sad. you weren't. I wish I was not. Yeah, that yeah. God. Now I'm learning the same thing. Thank you, Cam. <laughs> I've I've got a question from our Instagram poll. All right. Um, a guy named I'm Colio. I am dot C O L I O. I probably am butchering his name. Um, what advice would you give? to young aspiring athletes in this area. Sorry to drop a serious one. Yeah, hell yeah. No, Go ahead. No. Um, yeah, man. Uh, opportunities can come from anywhere. I mean, you see, like, you know, I went and played at a D1 school, and I'm here, and they're a pretty big mid-major school. And then Caleb played at a D3 school, and he's here. And, you know, and we're it's the same caliber. So, like, don't think that you know, like that some D3 or D2 or NAIA that they're just less than. It's about like creating opportunities for yourself and making the most of it. And so don't belittle what opportunities come your way. Yeah. I I would just say you got to love the game and pursue it while, while you're young. And um, I think you got to work hard. I think that's got to be one of the first things. And um I think you're you're gonna fail and you're gonna mess up a lot. And I think at some point uh, there's gonna be people. Uh, we we had this conversation a couple of times. There's gonna be people who tell you, uh, you know, I mean, whether it's you're never gonna make it to a D1 college, you're never gonna play in college, um, you're never gonna play at a high level uh, for one reason or another. another. And I think um, there's gonna Who's be ten years old. Shout out Andy Pocklet. <laughs> look at look at you now. Look up like look up Andy Pocklet. He's like. He's pretty high up in TSSA or whatever and everything, and he was been the DOCs of several clubs. And so shout out Andy. <laughs> How do you like me now? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> Basically, go ahead, Caleb. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean it. I, I it's true. I mean, I and I think in some ways we all had we we each had coaches um, when we were younger that just said, you know, you're never gonna amount to to something because of. Uh, yeah, one reason or another, mine was kind of, I was always a smaller kid, um, wasn't physically super fast. So, um, I think, how, yeah, along the way, you're just going to hear these things and I think you've got to be able to dream. Um, and then, <laughs> but also work your ass off, um, uh, because honestly people, people see like us play out there in front of the stands, but they don't see just the, I mean, However, 300 days out of 365 days that we were training um, to get to just just to just stay sharp, not even necessarily to get better, but like to to train and stay fit and and just stay sharp um, and try and try and get better. So yeah, I think um, that's that's what I'd say. You gotta be mentally tough and not listen to music as well while you work out. So <laughs> number one key. Um, so there's a lot of questions about training here, and the first one is. What else can we do in Chattanooga and Nashville to increase the talent to play at a level um, that is equivalent to CFC? So I, I think the, the, the insinuation there is that we have a lot of players that maybe aren't from Chattanooga and that are from around. Um, and the, I think mm -hmm. the question is how do we as a parent, soccer community, whatever, improve the level of players so there's more players coming out of the high level for CFC level, hopefully, out of Chattanooga and Nashville and the surrounding areas? Um, a lot of it is, um, you know, uh, uh, putting if 
it's putting effort into clubs and development. And I think that like, there's a lot to be said, I mean, <laughs> about development, developing our youth and developing, you know, like ha developing players and things like that. And, um, and I think that, you know, right now we're both involved with CFCA and, um, and I know that I've had conversations with Steve and I think that he has a definite plan and he has a definite plan on how to sort of increase this sort of, you know, development of players in the immediate Chattanooga area. And if they're excelling past maybe what we can offer, you know, it's about having people in power that aren't going to say like, okay, well, you're helping our teams win. It's about saying like, okay, well, let me find somewhere better for you to play. You know, and we, uh, I mean, with CFCA, we have a partnership with FC Alliance. And so if, um, so we're, we're trying to push you up, you know, like we're trying to push these players up. And so if they're in the Chattanooga area and it, it will be more time and money. And that's just, as you get to the higher level and as you want to keep pushing, it will be a lot of your time. And like Caleb said, like working hard <laughs> is is um, that that's time consuming you know it's not just choosing to work hard a couple days of the week it's choosing to work hard every day and so if you think that you know like if you the parents have to sell out to it as well and luckily I had parents who sold out to it and would drive me you know hour and 30 minutes round trip a um, few days a week and not including traveling for games and things so yeah, I, <clears throat> it's, <sighs> playing, playing with good players will make you better, and they're, like, you've just gotta, I mean, see, Chattanooga's on its way, but, I mean, they're just, I think it was tough, even when I was younger, I, I, I was traveling to Atlanta when I was by 12 or 13, because, I mean, that's, that's what you had to do, and it's, it's improved by, by miles but um i think until kind of i see more young players watching and kind of living and breathing and playing train not just training with their team like twice a week or whatever but like living and wanting to play all the time um i think that's it's really a bit more of a culture change i think that um not only chattanooga but just the south in general and maybe the u.s has to see in order to like see actually growth uh in the area of of more um quality soccer being played because at some point uh, the reason that more players aren't playing uh from chattanooga or the greater areas because technically they're like they're just not good enough and able to play um at the speed of play and in some ways it's not always about athleticism it's also about the your speed of thought and it, it at some level um, that's just going to, you're just going to be shown, like there's just no getting past the fact that you can't kind of adapt anymore. Um, so that's, that's my perspective on it. And, and that's, I think rapidly changing. Um, and academies like CFC are, are doing a great job in, in pushing and bringing in the right coaching staff to help push that change. I mean, when you were growing up, could you walk outside and get a group of 10 kids to play soccer? No, no. No. Yeah. And, you know, I would, it would be backyard football or basketball or things like that. It was never soccer. And that's, you know, that's kind of specific <laughs> to the U.S. Sure. I think I think a huge part of that is having coaches, parents, and players all buying into the culture, which I see CFC 
academy really really beefing up and, and really stressing the importance of so yeah steve's, to all steve's done a great job yeah for really sure props to him so this is a specific question for caleb and i'm going to ask you it's a big long question and you can kind of pick out the parts that we've kind of already covered because we've already covered a portion of it but uh says, ask Caleb about playing here early in his career. This is in Chattanooga. Clubs, high school, coaches, travel, parent support, financial and time commitments to the sport, and also your overall history uh, in youth soccer and the growth of Chattanooga, which I know we've covered a portion of that. And then in particular, and I'm going to butcher his name, but how was Pedro Kozak yeah. influential in your career? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, so Pedro was the kind of uh, crazy Argentine coach that I played for when I was uh, younger here in Chattanooga. Um, and I credit Pedro with my development early on. Um, he kind of, uh, I was probably like eight, and he had me playing at like with like U14s, U16s. I was tiny. Um, but he kind of gave me a platform to just like, I just wanted to play and um he he kind of just gave me um t like he I would, I would probably play three hours four nights a week <laughs> with his teams and i just loved it i um it was fantastic and um uh it was um i think his his development he, he kind of taught me how to think and, and how to create um, and, and do sort of what I naturally did already, but kind of gave me more direction with it. But, um, yeah, Pedro, um, is still around and coaching in Chattanooga, um, and has, uh, he has his own soccer academy called Premier Soccer Academy. So, um, I'm a huge fan of Pedro, um, and just a real advocate of his. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't, um, play, uh, for a school. I was homeschooled and, um, I just played club soccer while I was here. And at some point I, I got, I think I was probably, uh, 13 and I started, um, I, I played some ODP. Um, uh, let's see, probably starting when I was nine or 10, um, traveled a little bit with the Tennessee ODP, um, got rocked by a lot of the teams in the region, but, um, that was good experience, played with some good players. And then I started traveling to Atlanta to play club soccer and I kind of guest play cause I just couldn't travel and, and train with them. Uh, but that was about the time that the development academy was starting. And um, so I actually played with, I don't think they're around anymore, but it was called AFC Lightning. And they had an academy. And so I was playing probably with like their U15s or whatever it was when I was yeah, 13 or 14 and played a, in a couple of games. I was like a um, development player or whatever. And then my family moved. We actually, my dad got uh, a, a new job and we moved to Pennsylvania where um, I played um, high school soccer. And then I played for a, um, a club called Penn fusion and, um, they were the number one team in the country for national league at the time and just had some unbelievable players, um, on it. And <clears throat> a couple of really good friends that, um, went on to play at a very high level. Um, and so that was, that was, uh, Pennsylvania just had, we were around the Philadelphia area and they had, um, I, I just never been in an area with where soccer was so there was so much kind of good concentrated soccer um, and so many clubs to play for that were just like playing at a very high level. Um, so <clears throat> my senior year, I played for um, another development academy and um, I, yeah, again, got pushed at a, at a really high level. And, and um, in some ways it was it was actually really hard on me at that time. I think you go through high school and I think it was 
I don't know, you're, you're learning a lot about yourself. And, th- and I got actually got stressed out and, and um, actually almost stopped playing um, because I just didn't, wasn't enjoying the game as much, but was playing at a fantastic level. Um, but all that to say, it was, I, I actually didn't stay in Chattanooga and, and kind of pl- like play out my high school years. Um, I, I think those, those years that I got to spend in Pennsylvania um, actually really pushed me to play at a different level than um, unfortunately what I would have been able to play being in Tennessee. Um, so, yeah. What are you trying to say, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Beautiful. Um, so I'm going to come back to, I'm going to go back to Cam for a second. Uh, how does it feel when the chat hooligans call out your name and clap five times in a soccer fashion? This is a direct qu- question. <laughs> it's really cool. I mean, um, especially when, you know, when you're, when you're starting a game and, you know, uh, they say your name over the intercom and then you look over and I see all you guys just smiling down and just waiting to clap and chant my name, you know, it's. It's kind of surreal, you know, just because I know that not only do I have my family and whoever else is watching, but, you know, like I have you guys, like you guys are, you guys are out there with us and it's, it's, it's wonderful. It's something so unique, you know, I mean, even being in college, you have your name called out over the intercom, but you don't have the claps. You don't have Mm. these people, like you have some smiles, you know, some scattered smiles, but you know, every single one of you, you just have the biggest and brightest like look on your face and you're just ready for us to go to war and i love it and you're happy about it so it's great they're um, all drunk <laughs> i mean why do you think they're smiling man <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> certainly not because of cam but yes yeah, it's, it's the alcohol man uh for both of you what was your favorite moment if you if you can pick a singular moment up until now of your first year of professional soccer and i know the season's not over but up until now Probably that that goal against Nashville when we were we were down a man, that was that was pretty awesome. Just yeah, that was, cool. That was amazing. I really loved the final whistle of the conference final because that was the first piece of hardware that yeah. had gotten with CFC, you know. And so I mean, it's been too long in the making for me to get some hardware with this team because we've been too good at teams. But for sure, yeah. But that was yeah, that was great. So as soon as that whistle blew and I got to look that guy that spit on me right in the eye <laughs> and say, "Hey, fuck you, buddy. We <laughs> we won the trophy. Go home." <laughs> okay, so it's shifting gears here for a second. Uh, Aaliyah, who's one of the uh, one of the kids of the Chattahooligan sections, likes to know, wants to know where you guys like to visit or travel. And then she left that open ending. Oh, open sweet. ended. So many places. <laughs> um, I can answer for Caleb if you want me to. No, I. Yeah, I think. Wait, I think one of you should answer for the. Each okay, one of you should answer right. for the other all one. All right, all right, all right. You're right. <laughs> gonna. <laughs> I just like really like Santa Barbara and. Oh, that's not what I thought you were. Gonna say. I'm gonna like. You know, I just want to take a car, like some old but I've muscle been there. car. You gotta choose, you gotta I want to take <laughs> some old muscle car down to PCH and like oh go, like God. go see Big Sur and do Yosemite and like climb mountains and stuff. And it's great. I love California, by the way, because wild horses. Thank you. 
That was my best, Caleb. Impression. Well done. <laughs> All right, Caleb. You can do that I'm with or without the impression. Uh, you know where I want to go. Hmm. Now you're good. He's trying to think of a joke, but he knows where I actually <laughs> want to go. <laughs> I think I think Cam's really been been uh yeah. He wants to go to Cuba. No. That's not where I want to go. That is. You know where I want to go. Where do you want to go? Don't play. You you tell us. No, you don't play with no, me. You tell us. Right now. Tell me. Tell, tell me where I want to go. You no, know where I want to go. How often do I comment on it? And you said you were gonna take me there. We were gonna be bros and you were gonna take me there and now you're treating me like this. <laughs> I'm actually kind of like bummed that I don't know this because you seem wow. so offended. Yeah, I w- you. Oh my gosh! You know what? Cuba's pretty dope, though. Cuba's pretty dope. We'll just go with Cuba. No, the forest moon of Endor. Oh yeah, that's, that's where true. I want him to take me. The redwoods. Yeah, it's true. I should okay. I should have known that. He's pretty good at photography. You gonna be the model? He literally. That's why we talked about it yesterday. Was it like? Oh my god! I'm so I'm so sore right now. I made him sore because I was. Dissing him, he does want to go to Santa, back to Santa Barbara, though. I do, I do. See, see, I thought you were gonna say Argentina, though. Oh, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. I should, we should, we should have, but we missed, we missed some opportunities. Yeah, there. we did. We really did. <laughs> All right, wrapping up to the home stretch of these, uh, these questions. Thank you guys again for your time for being generous with it. Um, What's it like playing for Coach Elliot? Uh, what are the training sessions like? Are they enjoyable, educational, entertaining, or enlightening? A lot of alliteration there. Um, and what fitness levels expected from the team right now? You can break those up a little bit. Yeah, um, I have a lot of respect for for Bill. Um, I, I've played for him for for quite a while. Um, I guess since 2015, I can't believe it's been that long. But um, yeah, one of the you're one of the longest tenure players in the team. Yeah, um, so he, he <laughs> keep I keep coming back. Um, so yeah, I, I I think his his sessions are really well thought out. Um, usually involving some sort of kind of technical work at the beginning, uh, passing, and then um, usually some sort of possession, whether it's a kind of tighter possession um, or expanded um, and. He usually he usually lets us play and, and wants to see us perform in training. I think what one of the things that he um, kind of emphasizes is I mean you, you just have to I mean you really do have to play well in training and, and he loves it when you can f- finish goals and um, make things happen in training. I think that that makes an impression. So um, I, I I I think that's really valuable and that's something that as a coach I've often taken some of um, not only his um, kind of possession exercises, warm-ups, whatever it is, and, and use them as well as a, as a coach. So um, I, I've really valued working with, with Bill and really respect um, what he's done at CFC and also at West Florida. So he's, he's just had a, has a ton of experience and um, is not only, not only a good coach and knows his uh, X's and O's, but I think he's also a really good guy and cares um, – um, about kind of the players that he works with. And, and I think he's um, often handled situations that, um, you know, it, it can be a little bit, you know, um, or mishandled. Um, but he's been – he's just always really mature and level-headed and, and um, I think has um, – when you when you work with soccer players, everyone wants to play. Everyone can have – like certain players can have hot heads and um, often like – players come and say, you know, why, why am I not playing? And, 
uh, or what can I do? And he's always willing to give you feedback and, and some, some positive things that you can do. Um, so I really respect, um, Bill as a coach and, and, um, certainly think he, he's led well. So. Yeah. I think one of the things that, um, was pretty unique, uh, whenever, um, he first became my coach was, uh, how often he lets us play. And I think that that is such an important part of coaching is letting players play the game. Like, that's what you're there to do. Technical things, great. Passing drills, great. Yeah, sure. But especially, I think, at this level, like, watching us play and trying to see these moving pictures, you know, they give you a couple pictures and then they move, right? And so just letting us play and figure out, you know, how how to play with each other and and how to, you know, sort of, like, where these sort of relationships, partnerships, and how to complement each other, and I think that's so important, and that's one thing he did uh, that was pretty unique is how often he let us try to find these partnerships in game not you know not just you know tossing like saying oh I think this will work and then trying it on game day but letting to like helping us to try and find those not just him thinking Mm. thinking of what'll work yeah that's a good point I think he he's really let the players often dictate how we play Mm -hmm. um and, and I think he, he has systems that he comes up with, but I think he's often just been like, he watched us play, whether it's in training or in 11 v 11, and just said, you know, this is how the team wants to play, and I'm I'm going to kind of go with it. So, yeah, I he, he certainly doesn't have this cookie-cutter idea of, like, mm-hmm. this is what we're going to do, and I'm going to force it on you guys whether you like <laughs> yeah. it or not. So yeah. Cool, and a similar question in the same vein – you don't have to uh, expound as much if you don't want to, but you're preparing now for the Cosmos, and you've got uh, Peter Fuller, Coach Fuller, running uh, all of the training now with with Coach Elliott being in Florida. Um, how is that? Is that a lot different? Is it similar? What What are kind of your um, experiences with Coach with Coach Fuller? What's he like? Uh, I think uh, I really like Fuller. I think he's come in and he's really like from day one tried to you know figure out who we are as people, as individuals, you know. Um, <clears throat> obviously you want to put together a team, but it helps to know who people are, you know, how to, how pieces can uh, fit together. And I think that his, he's a little more maybe like experimental, like he wants to, you know, not impose his will, but he wants to like say, Hey, let's try this system. Let's try this. Let's try this. And, um, <clears throat> and we've found, you know, like, I mean, just even, I'm going to talk about the inner squad game again because, you know, we've only had a week with Jess Fuller. But uh, that was the first time the team that won 5-1, that was the first time we'd ever even seen a 3-5-2 with our names on yeah. it. Yeah. And, and it worked. And we're and it's not like we're playing against, you know, Joe Schmoes. Like, we're playing against the other half of our team. And was did it seem like starters against backups or was it? Were the teams no, mixed? they were mixed, and I think that's another really cool thing that Fuller's been doing. I mean, in training, we talked about it today. Is you know he's you know putting just people like these even teams, you know, and it's really easy this year to put even teams. I think it's a pretty deep squad. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's really really easy to put even teams. Yeah, and depending, uh, you will often see it, it is uh, it is very common to see kind of a starting group and kind of maybe a, a group that's not seeing as much playing time. Um, and see those separated in training. Um, I think because, yeah, you, you want maybe those starters to be building, um, yeah, more chemistry. 
Uh, but right now, I mean, it's, yeah, it's very, uh, it's, it's almost like the start of, yeah, it is the start of a kind of a new season. And I think it, it's been good to have things split. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, it speaks to kind of who he is as a coach and where his experience is coming from. And it's a lot in the same vein as, as Bill as well, you know, just letting us kind of dictate how we're going to play, seeing what works. And, uh, I think that's kind of what he's trying to do in preparation for the cosmos. For sure. Uh, Seth wants to know, what are your thoughts on playing keeper in his over 30 team this fall? <laughs> Caleb's great at uh, keeping, and I'll he'll be 30 by the fall, so yeah. that should be <laughs> working out in <laughs> Seth's favor there. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, very specifically, what is your position regarding promotion and relegation in U.S. soccer? I'm pro. All for it. Oh, yeah. Uh, there is... Yeah, it, if you have your head on straight, I, I don't see how it's even a yeah. question. Yeah, I'm the admin of the Chattahooligan Twitter account would be very happy you said that. <laughs> um, what is your take, um, quickly, because this one could devolve, preferably from me, or ex- uh, especially from me, but what is your take on MPSL officiating and your expectations on improvement in officiating moving to a professional league? Wait, go again. Uh, your, t- your kind of thoughts on NPSL officiating? the uh, referees and then your hopes or thoughts on uh their the potential improvement going to a pro league hopefully <laughs> um uh well it's i personally i don't think i've ever had a good ref i don't think i've ever seen you have a good ref yeah <laughs> so i i you know i mean i think that you're always going to kind of butt heads <laughs> with the guy who's telling you you're doing something wrong and and uh, I think it's just about, you know, playing our game. And I, I've always sort of, I've always sort of been kind of hot headed when it comes to refs. And I was pretty cool headed with all of the sort of mistakes in the conference, uh, in the conference tournament, because uh, I grew up playing with uh, the guy that sent off Mason. So that was a pretty good you were, you were trying really not hard not to get too personal yeah so and so i was just like you know maybe after that shit's always going to hit the fan with refs they're always going to be dumbasses. so and i know. assume you knew that guy probably didn't have bad intentions no and he apologized like just he was like he had better the guy and i was like oh yeah it's good water under the bridge ben but don't fucking do it again <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I playing with my mic stands. You got to watch out for them. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. I think I think you can kind of complain about refs as much as you want, but at the end of the day, I I think um, if if you're a good enough team, it really doesn't matter. Um, I mean, they they have the same ref that you do, and um, I I don't know that there's a game that I've probably played in the last like four years that I'm like. Ah, you know that ref just really, really like like cost us the game. Like in the end, I'm I'm more of a personality. It's like if we if we couldn't win it, like out of out of the run of the play or whatever, then maybe we we shouldn't like if, if the ref had to decide it and win it for them. Like yeah, we're we're not we're, we we we're not good enough. So do you know who Jocko Willink is? I don't think so. I'm going to send you on Twitter later. Uh, he, he wrote a book called Extreme Ownership. 
you already embody a bunch of those principles without <laughs> knowing it. The whole like you know listening to work, listening to music is for pansies. Like you know that's just, <laughs> it's just right up his alley. The dude wakes up at four thirty every morning and posts a picture of his watch. <laughs> he's like he's like get up and get after it. Don't be a bitch. Like. He's, he's That's very, Caleb. He, Caleb does that too. Follow him on Instagram. You'll see. Oh <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Well, this has been an absolute honor and a pleasure. Thank you guys for, for sharing so much time with us. Um, is there anything else you want to add before we kind of uh, maybe share our social medias and, and kind of get out of here? Yeah, I just want to say thank you to the Chattahooligans. I mean, I, I, I mean, it is really special to be, I don't know, living in Chattanooga and playing soccer. And I couldn't be more grateful for this opportunity and um, uh, to have a supporters group um, that is just all in with us and just, um, yeah, loving the city and, and CFC. It's all near and dear to the heart, I think. So I'm just really thankful for, for you guys. I mean, um, for, for taking the time out of your, your day, your personal time to, to come and, and hang out with us and, and do this podcast, like just these, these sort of things just, I mean, it is, it really is special and I'm, I'm super thankful for you guys. So, yeah. Thank you, man. Yeah. I mean, pretty much what he said. And thanks for helping shed light on our bromance. I think, uh, <laughs> it's I, think I think the world needed overdue. to know people needed to know. I mean, you shouted us out on Twitter whenever he did the Instagram takeover and I really enjoyed that immediately showed him cause I was right next to him and I actually did I knew take it. that. I did take that picture of him. I wasn't <laughs> I even it. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so you really called it. And, but, but on a serious note, yeah, like, uh, I mean, you guys, I mean, just the community that we've been put into has just been amazing. So. Well, I can, I can tell you that we're, we're just as grateful and more grateful for you guys. Absolutely. So. Thanks again. Um, Thank you. Caleb, why don't you uh, tell us real quick, remind the the listeners where they can find you on social media, where, where they can follow with your, uh, your soccer exploits and photography yeah. exploits. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Caleb M. Cole. So pretty simple. Cam? At C. Woodfin 96 on Insta and uh, just type in Cameron Woodfin and the other ones and you'll find me eventually. Rock on, Jay. Where can they find you if they want to check on the producer, Jay? Um, personally on Twitter, I'm J underscore Buchanan and on Instagram, I'm at letter J. Smitty? On Twitter, I'm A. Smitty Nose. And Instagram is for the week. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is Andrew Brzee, a.k.a. Breezy. And you can find me at, at, at Andrew Brzee on the Twitters. Thanks, everybody. Peace. I'm proud of you. Not that I wasn't beforehand. But yeah, like if I didn't read up on this, I would just fill your slot, which would be the cute, dumb one. So <laughs> <laughs> I'd, 